The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! I don't even remember the first house. That's how long ago it was. I don't remember the first house. I remember the first, like, first time I realized, like, I was 25 years old and I had made, like, half a million dollars and it was, like, my third year in real estate. I was like, holy shit, I can make a lot of money doing this. The fact that I'm making a half a million dollars a year and everybody else around me is, you know, barely making a hundred grand a year. And I didn't, you know, I didn't study. I wasn't a great student. I didn't have, like, that much luck with the acting thing. So to, you know, be in the business for three years and all of a sudden look at your bank account and go, oh, my God, that's when I realized, I, you know, I should probably stay with this gig. I don't deal well. Not They would not deal well with me because entitled is the wrong word, but I I don't kiss people's asses. I don't, like, I don't go to that level to make a sale. Like, and I am a salesperson. It's like you're supposed to cater to the client. I'm not good at that, like... I, I treat them as if they're equals, not that they're above me, which maybe I shouldn't do, but it's just the game. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guests of the show today, Josh Flagg and Tracy Tudor. We had a lot of fun with these two in the studio. Right now, you just have me on the mic. Lauren is on baby duty, but trust me, this is going to be a short introduction because this is a long episode. We shot the shit with these two for a while. They flew into Texas, came into the studio, and we had a lot of fun. Obviously, this is Josh's second, maybe third appearance on the show. I feel like he's been a... I feel like he's been on multiple times. Maybe I just run into him so much or we just run into him so much uh, when we're in LA. Um, so always love having him on. And this is our first time meeting Tracy and she was lovely and great and just had a lot of fun with these two, like I said. Look out pretty soon for Lauren and I to start doing some more solos. We're going into the new year. We have a lot of stuff on our mind. It's obviously been a heavy couple, two years, and we don't really get a chance to do as many solos anymore. As the show has grown, we've had so many great opportunities to have more and more guests on the show, which is phenomenal, but we've kind of gotten away from doing solos, which we love doing. So look out for those. We're going to pepper in a few of them towards the end of the year and then try to get a little bit more consistent with them next year. Um, Not that the guests aren't great. We love the guests, but want to get back to kind of offering our perspective, our advice, current events, past events, topics. So look out for those to happen more frequently. With that, like I said, Josh Flagg, Tracy Tudor, many of you guys may recognize Josh and Tracy from Million Dollar Listing. I didn't realize personally how long that show has been going and how long Josh has been doing it. It's pretty crazy. Um, he gets into the details and tells us how long that show has been going, but it's it's wild. I mean, he's got to be one of the OG reality TV stars now that I think about it. He's just been on for forever. Um, and I can see why it's a great show. With that, guys, Josh Flagg, Tracy Tudor, welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Is that like, like a celery? Right That's really dark green. You know how we roll. You've, you've been on fine. here before. We just kind of jump right into it. You know, I was thinking if I um, ever needed to murder you, I could just wait around the Beverly Hills Hotel. Every time I, every time I come to LA, I, I find or, you there. What about the guy last night that tried to murder us in the oh. middle of the night on the street? Is it annoying it's, to get recognized all the time? And do you guys get recognized together all the he's time? He's very mean to fans <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> like he said to on camera, because we were filming this, we have it on camera. He was so sweet and so excited to meet us. And Josh said, don't touch me. 
<laughs> it was oh, it's COVID times. Like, what yes. are you doing? Are like, you using COVID dying. to your advantage, though? Yeah, 100%. for sure. I would have done that normally. So you're not like a toucher or a hugger. I don't touch me. I mean, like, I asked me first. Okay, I touched this you coming you from in. a guy who takes his pants off and tries to rub his penis against my. I'm is okay. Let me ask you: Is that assault? If last night I, well, we sleep naked together. <laughs> I, you sleep naked. I have all my clothes on. Okay. I'm painting a picture here, but now you're ruining Paint the this. picture. Paint Whatever. The picture. <laughs> How I, big? I then started to wrestle her naked. Is that assault or is that it was, like... I found it to be assault. How much would someone have to pay you guys to sleep together? After taxes or before? Oh, he always After. asked me this question. Like how much it would take. I, I'd do it much? for like 25 grand. Oh, wow. I feel yeah. like you should Ooh. do that for free. I'd do it for like five grand. He would do it for free, it sounds like. I would do it for the story. She doesn't want to sleep naked with you if you would do it for five grand. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm she's feeling like, really uncomfortable. Let me ask you this. How much would it cost you? That's what I was just thinking. Like, if she, it's I think it would grand, be a lot. She's shaved my body before. I she's have. like. I mean, first of all, I think my biggest challenge with sleeping with you is the fact that you're like so fucking hairy. I'm not that hairy. You're, well, you're hairy? I don't thanks. picture you hairy. He has the hairiest backside. I've, I don't even have any hair on my back. I, not on your back. Oh, my ass. Do maybe. you shave your butthole hair? No, I did. She did for You me. shaved it. Okay, but so your butthole hair is long right now. It's no. Like, it's Why not. don't you do that for me, Lauren? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to shave your butthole hair. Huh. I'll shave your butthole I hair. I actually like Thanks butthole hair on a man, though. I don't like like this like, not shaved like cat. shaved. I don't want it to look like like a like a woman. Right. But, but it's like a lot. Manscaped There's it. a lot going on down there. That, yeah. But and she I see shaved it all everything. The time. Bobby strikes me someone though that shaves everything. So oh, yeah. he doesn't Bobby... need to shave because he doesn't get really grow that much hair. Okay. I was talking to my friend the other day, and this is just like, I mean, this is a total side conversation, but like I was asking him, I'm like, do I need to be bleaching my butthole? I'll bleach your butthole. I'm for curious you. about that too. Like, what do you do? That, do you... By the way, is that something that is like later in life thing? Like, do people bleach their buttholes when they're young? Or is it because like, I want it, mine to be pink. Well, he he told me he's a very attractive young guy. And uh-huh. he said, it'd be great if you could. And I'm like, so you want me to get my eyebrows tinted, my makeup done, my hair done, my hair dyed, my body tan. It's like another thing to add to the whole thing to look semi-decent. You should bleach her butthole for her. Yes. Do you want a butt bleach hole, my butthole to be bleached? Let's, well, I'm always down for experimentation. We'll see what go- I mean, goes. I guess it just depends like who's going there. <laughs> Like, if no one's really going there, I don't find it to be necessary. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. But people are going there. Yeah. With you. No. Not people. Bobby. He's not going down there. Do well, you want Bobby's butthole bleached? No, it's, it's, it's well, a nice... Well, are you the top? Well, it's challenging because we're both tops. So you're it's like, tops. Yeah, I mean, don't it's you, challenging. Like, wing it a little bit? Wing it? Yeah, I mean, like, as a gay man, if we, you're we, a top... We, we flip coins. Who's going to take it for the team? How do you actually decide that? It's tough. Yeah, like, if you're married to a top and you're a top. I would be selfish, I feel like. I'm very selfish. Yeah, I would be like, eh, <laughs> you know, maybe next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I next time. I just feel time. like it's easier to be a top. Yeah, clearly. Well, it seems like less labor, <laughs> right? If, I mean, would you be a top about- or a bottom? I think I would probably be a top. You'd be a top. Wait, actually, no, the bottom would probably be less labor because you just have to sit there. Well… Except for what you have to do, like leading up to being a bottom. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of like, work. Work. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, like, yeah, you can't like just wing it. 
and like go out on a date and like have a meal. <laughs> and hope Ooh. it all turns out <laughs> There's okay. not a meal. You like can't. I'd be scared to eat as yeah. a bottom. I'd be like the most anorexic bottom. <laughs> yeah, you can't eat anything. No, ever. Think yeah. about it. Like you'd have to, you know, I mean, does, don't you guys have to... Do you really want to go there? How much time uh, yeah, do we have? Yeah, 100%. We I, I'm not a bottom, so I think it's, that's a... But you know... Well, this is taking man. a turn that I did not expect. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't you want to know? Like, aren't you curious? Um, I don't... No, kind of... Now I kind of am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking as you were saying, like, you couldn't eat. I was like, I would... Then but I was think, like, oh, yeah, shit. But think about it. It's not like you can, like, go to In-N-Out and then, like, no. you know... Well, it takes a while up. to digest, doesn't it? I don't know, man. I, I think people like the digestive tract. I don't think like well, you, think you just about eat you a burger and it comes out your ass five seconds no, later. If you're like, in Mexico and you have like monogamous. <laughs> I don't think you should be having butt sex in Mexico or India. You can't have sex in India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in Mumbai. I don't think that's a great place to have butt sex. I just would be cautious about like, you know, what I was eating <laughs> because I'd be nervous. Like what if we were going to have sex and, and I was a bottom? we talk more about how we were almost abducted last night? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Josh, I mean, with, you dress so low-key. I'm surprised that anybody recognizes you in your, in your, in your cream turtleneck sweater with yeah. a scarf in By the middle way, of Texas. So this is just, just so you guys are clear, this is day three of the same outfit. So that's Ooh. interesting. So it's day two. And the reason why is because, not because I wear the same clothes, but we left yesterday morning. I and picked I figured, him up at 5.45. 5.45. And I figured... I'm really going to be there for not even 24 hours. It's like 22 hours. So why can't I just wear the same turtleneck twice in a row? Like one day in a row. And then I have to pack He opened thing. the door at 5.45 a.m. You guys, he had a toothbrush, a pair of slippers, a can of hairspray, and deodorant. No butthole bleach. No butthole no. bleach. But think about it. I, this morning when we left, I didn't have to worry about packing up the room. I carried my toothbrush out. All my credit cards, everything, or her and her. I had to carry all his cards. Everything, and I'm a free man. Sounds like me and Michael. That's pretty impressive, though. I would imagine that you would have like a whole trunk. No. Oh yeah, I travel with steam steamer trunks. Yeah, I, like that, on the Titanic. When I look at you, I'm like that. That's a steamer. He looks trunk. high maintenance. Yeah, you do. He's not. Yeah. I think that that he's just really well styled, and he like this is the look. Don't he's flatter him okay. that much, you guys. He's gonna wear the outfit for another day. Oh no! Well, you're always worry. put together, so I I always imagine that you have a whole arsenal of stuff with you. No, 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 no. You know what? My theory on that is is when I'm traveling, I don't really need to dress to impress anybody because I don't I'm not gonna run into people that I know. So when people like travel and like take an arsenal of clothing. Like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I could wear like the same three things. No one's ever going to find out. But what if you're present on Instagram and Instagram stories? Have you not thought about that? Like, I can't. I never I thought about that before. Tracy, you're not wearing the same thing on Instagram stories three days in a row. No, like, no. We can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I do pack lots of outfits like when I go to Europe. But I mean, I used to pack maybe like 10 shirts. Now I pack 20 shirts or whatever, but I didn't used to care as much more. But yes, you're right. Now I care a little bit more. Yeah, because the Instagram stories don't want to see the same look day after day. Right. Do you know? They need like like a little mix. But guys can get away with that a little easier. Like if you're wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing or... a t-shirt so no one would know, you know? Michael is so styled out every single day. He is complete opposite of me. I'm more like you. Right. I feel like you guys are more like. Where do you, more shop? Where do you shop? Well, let, let him pull out his scroll. It he depends. loves shopping way more than me. No, Stop not as it, much really? anymore. Oh, not as much anymore. Michael. Not as much anymore. 
I okay. used to like it a lot Michael. more. Now I feel like you'd wear like a little Alanui. Do you wear any? You have anything from Alanui? Now no. he's gonna Google it. And what buy is it? What no. is Alanui? It looks like what you're wearing right now. That that top. They have like. Have you ever seen it? They have like knits, and they have like what? Like it says Venice Beach across one of them. Another one has like an Indian print. Another one is like an Aspeny vibe print. Like I'm a super cowboy. casual out here. He he dresses for each place he goes. Well, so like if we're going to New York, he has like 10 trenches and like leather jackets. And then like if we're in LA, like he has like the specific like blazers with like the flannels. But then if we're going to Europe, it's like you are anal about the Europe way is back. the white linen pants. I really appreciate oh, yeah. that, Michael. Well, I the feel pastels. like you I feel like to to be a cultured person, you have <laughs> oh, to embrace the culture, see? right? I, I you really have to, an opinion. You know, oh, there we go. I'm probably I'm not, not going to show up person. like this to to, to Hotel Ducap, right? Maybe never. I might. No, well, the, the, with the weather, never. I mean, you wouldn't wear that no, weather-wise. No, no. It would be too warm. No. So what's your closet like? My closet, I just had reorganized. Everything is now, is, we'll see, my outfits, I have a book, right? So I'm lazy. I don't want to think, what? I don't want to think about what I'm going to wear in the morning. So everything of Smart. mine is cataloged. Okay. And it's it goes by summer, winter, travel, cruise, and then... I just open up the thing and I go, boop, boop, boop. Oh, I like this outfit. And then I pick it out. Kind of like from Clueless, but not the automated version. Did a stylist do this? Is it on your phone or is it like an actual It's an book? actual booklet in my closet. Uh, did a stylist do it or did you put it together? I, no, stylist. my assistant. No. There, I t- my, my assistant takes the photos, puts it in like a binder, laminates it, and puts it in the booklet. That's actually a trait of a, an extremely successful person person. They don't want to think about what they wear in the morning. We do it for dinner parties also. So Smart. all of my tablescapes and all the different china patterns, the way the flowers are, the way even there's a seating chart. And so we keep it for every time. So like, let's say we have a dinner party. Let's say candy spelling is coming over. So ahead of time, we have notes, allergies, what her favorite drink of choice is. And then we print photographs and give it to the wait staff ahead of time so that when she walks in the door, hello, Mrs. Spelling, here's your martini. So they have printed photos ahead of time and know who is coming through that door. So if you're the president or if you're just a bum, like everybody, like you are treated like royalty. Michael has a rock hard boner right now. Yeah, that what the hell? He wishes. Why, have I, why have I not you been to You guys should get par- married. Yeah. Perfect together. Yeah. Maybe you not. should see my tablescape at the house now. It's incredible. Does your assistant do that or do you do that? Or does, do you have like a house person to do that? We had a house manager and she quit. <laughs> the rest of my people that work in my life. <laughs> Why is that weird? I mean, working for Josh Flagg is like a whole energy. That, what are you like, implying? It's very difficult. So person. Josh has been on this podcast before. We had him on with Bobby. You guys have to go back and listen. And Nikki Haskell. We right. Love. But Tracy hasn't. No. We want to get the juice, the backstory on okay. you. And maybe you can pepper in little things as you guys go on. Keep, her, long, keep it like, honest over there. How long have you guys okay. known each other? Five years? No. Four, oh, it feels four, longer to years. me. I would, if I guess, like 15 years. Four or five years. Huh. How'd you guys get so close so quick? We fucked. Ah, <laughs> you sleep naked in bed together. Mm-hmm. I, I think we just, I don't know. We just kind of fell for each other when we mm-hmm. were on the show. Yeah. I want to get a backstory on Tracy. Like, tell me where you grew up, your childhood, what it was like. I, I want to know all I mean, I was born in LA. I was, he was raised in Beverly Hills and I was raised in the Valley. So I have a little more grit than this It was one. Hidden Hills. You make it sound like it was like <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> it's true. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was, was raised in, it, in Paramount's <laughs> Valencia. But that was before in Hidden, Hidden, Hill, Hidden Hills was like, you know, horse country. Oh, sorry. It was when the, the houses time. were only 10 million, not 20. Well, you forget <laughs> that I'm like a lot older than you. Oh, that was rough back then, huh? It was rough you look back great. In the day. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in Hidden Hills, went to USC, was studying theater, wanted to be an actress, and I was going to move to New York. And then realize, oh, shit, like, this is L.A. This is where pilots are made. I need to stay in L.A. So I stayed in L.A. I waited tables. I did what I could to sort of make it work. And then I realized pretty quickly that I, you know, wasn't going to wait to make money and wait for someone to discover me and be like an actress. And so I decided to get into real estate because I figured, fuck, I know so many people. I grew up here. Like, I know rich people. Like, I should be able to sell a house. It doesn't require a degree. I can get this done. So I started in real estate when I was like 22, 23 years old, quit acting. And, uh, you know, 20 years later. What was your first house that you sold? And was it like a big deal? Or was it not that big of a deal? I don't even remember the first house. That's how long ago it was. I don't remember the first house. I remember the first, like, First time I realized, like, I was 25 years old and I had made, like, half a million dollars and it was, like, my third year in real estate. I was like, holy shit, I can make a lot of money doing this. The fact that I'm making a half a million dollars a year and everybody else around me is, you know, barely making a hundred grand a year. And I didn't, you know, I didn't study. I wasn't a great student. I didn't have, like, you know, that much luck with the acting thing. So to you know, be in the business for three years and all of a sudden look at your bank account and go, oh my God, that's when I realized I, you know, I should probably stay with this gig. You seem like you're, to me, a really driven, ambitious person. I am. I mean, I grew, you know, my dad's uh, Armenian and so he, he was born here, but obviously his family was not. And so he grew up in Van Nuys in the Valley and was like a total hood rat. All of his friends went to jail, but he was smart. And he ended up joining the army, was there for four years, and then came out of the army and went to USC, started in the engineering school and couldn't, couldn't hack it. And so went into business school. And afterwards, you know, my grandfather had a little construction company where they were building like gas stations and mini malls and stuff like that, making ends meet, doing fine, but not great. And my dad joined, um, you know, his company and then built it into the massive construction company that it is today. And they build things like bridges, tunnels, Vegas airports and, and things of that nature. But because of that, he had this grit and like this sort of appreciation. You know, he didn't come from anything. So he always taught me to to have that. So my first job, I got my first job when I was 15 years old, selling suits in the mall. And that was the first time I, I figured out what commission was. And so while everybody else was like working at like wet seal and like taking home like the cute girl clothes and stuff, I was like slinging suits and making like an extra 150 bucks a week. If I sold five suits, I made like an extra, however, uh, commission. And that's when I was like, I, I really like this gig. Very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Listen up. You have absolutely no excuses left. You can go online right now and level up 
any skill you want to directly online with very minimal costs. And that's why I love our partner Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create and support fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you for real growth. For those of you that have been listening for a long time, they have been a long-term partner. And that's because Lauren and I love any platform that helps you level up in your career, your life, in your creativity. And that's exactly what Skillshare does. I also think that so many listeners and so many people are so focused on creating content. They're creating podcasts, they're writing blog posts, they're doing YouTubes, but they're not focused on distribution. And so what I had my team do is go take one of Skillshare's classes on Instagram story videos. If you have not jumped on Skillshare yet, I highly recommend that you do so. One of the first courses that we recommend to new users on the platform is a productivity course by our friend Greg McEwen. He wrote the book Essentialism. He has an amazing course on how to be more productive. I feel like it's a great launch pad called Simple Productivity, How to Accomplish More with Less. We all want to be more productive. This is a great one to jump into on Skillshare. And even if you're not in a creative space, there's something for everybody on here. There are so many courses taught by all sorts of different people, people like you and me, And there's something for everybody at every level, whether you're a beginner, you're a hobbyist, you're an expert, there's something for you. And you can kind of learn and go and level up as you go along and take more courses. And I hate to say this to the Ivy Leaguers, but I think the modern school system is about to be disrupted if it's not being already. Uh, You know, why go and spend heavy tuitions taking a broad assortment of classes that may or not actually interest you and help you progress your career. And that's why I love Skillshare so much. It's extremely affordable. There's something for everyone you can focus down. And an annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash TSC and get one month of a free trial of premium membership. That's one month of a premium membership at Skillshare.com slash TSC. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. This is actually probably for both of you. I think like people would look at both of your careers and what you do in LA, like top of the market and think like, oh, I can do that. Like how many people actually get to the level of selling the homes you guys sell in LA? 1% probably do 99% of the business. That's pretty, that's a pretty impressive stat. 1% does 99% of the business. There's like 10 of us that do the majority of the business. There's probably like 30 top agents, Mm -hmm. but there's like a good solid 10. And how, and so... For the for the for the other ninety nine percent, like where what are they mostly doing? They're in the valley. I think that you can make great money, and if you look around the country, obviously we're in like a very typical high end luxury market. You know, New York, L A, Miami, Texas, things like that. But in the rest of the country, you can make a very good living selling real estate. I think the biggest misconception about our job is that you know you can make your own. Uh, schedule and like people are like, oh, I can be like a new mom and and be a real estate agent and just kind of like make some extra money. It's like the hardest gig yeah. there is. Like you work nonstop. Well, you're constantly having to like entertain two clients, right? Like the buyer constantly. and the seller. You are- two. Maybe more. Well, huh? well, I mean, when you're when finally when you're actually like going into an escrow in a place, oh. you're dealing with like. No, I mean, we're always entertaining. I mean, it's just, this just never stops. You know, I mean, if you think about it, when you're selling your house, it's like the biggest asset that you have. So you're like, there is no time. I'm going to call my agent at nine o'clock at night because I'm freaking out about the millions of dollars that are at stake. I can't stand the phone. I wouldn't be good, He's huh? on the phone. I can't stand the phone. When someone calls me, I find it to be so intrusive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it is so rude 
Like you think that you're just going to call me and I'm going to pick up my phone at in the middle of the day. It feels invasive. I would like That's you to weird. have that conversation with my mom. Yeah, there's some damage there. There's a little bit. <laughs> no. Did you get in a fight with a telephone once? <laughs> no, I just think that it, what you're asking from someone is time. You're asking for someone to drop everything that you're currently doing. But that's what the phone is for. But if it's not scheduled, I hear you. Because for be me, I like to schedule calls because I can't be expected in the midst of like right now, if a client called, I can't pick up the phone. Well, so you have to pick it up. But, but I you mean, always like, pick it up. I mean, honest to God, the last 24 hours, he is. But I do. But it's not my fault that these people like I have I staff that enjoy, is calling me. It's I think like, what you am I enjoy. Supposed to do? He likes talk, it. He enjoys talking on the phone. No, then you don't know me. I hate it. <laughs> well, that's all you did yesterday. I, because my assistant's calling me having 45 minute conversations about what am I supposed to do? No, it's you like, can't do a 45 minute no, conversation. Though they have to be more efficient. He's not efficient. I do voice notes. Yes, you do. I know that because uh-huh. I've seen your voice and notes by text. And it works like I say, No, it's hey, not efficient. It's yes, not. it is. I say, <clears throat> hey, blah, blah, blah. I don't this listen is to what I need notes. to get done today. <laughs> that's why it's ABC not efficient because no. you don't listen right. to them. Thank you. There's, no, that's even worse. You expect someone to sit there and like listen to your voice note? 100%. Yeah, nobody listens. I, I, de- I delete all, all your voice notes. That is really rude. I've sent you some really great voice notes. <laughs> I, de- I literally see them and I just, uh, it's way I'm easier. Dead. Why don't you just voice and have it come through as text? I can That's read. what I do. I only do that. I, I just talk, that. I, I voice record it then, but I, it comes out in a text. Yeah, but then st- words get spelled wrong, and I all I don't the time. Like the other day, I wrote accidentally. I want to like, fuck oh, you, Rabbi. Drives no. me crazy. <laughs> I did. It came out accidentally. I said, "I want to fuck you, Rabbi." And then what? What and, were you trying to say? I was trying to say, "Hey, I don't remember what I was trying to say. It was something, but it was not. I want to fuck you, Rabbi. Mm. Might have been. You could have been. Just, you never know." Telling you, I don't ever read what I, what comes out on my thing. Yeah, see, that's the problem with voice notes. You can't you can't mess it up. Right. So, how much does the show help you get in position to do what you both do, or is it like you're doing that before and then the show just amplifies what you've already been doing? The latter. The latter. Yeah. And so, okay, someone like me say I want to come and I'm like, hey, I want to break into the luxury real estate market in LA. What does it actually take to do that? Like, is it is it impossible? You have to just know people, or is it like you can actually like what is it? What are the traits? Because I, mean, I think people look, will listen to this and they'll look at both of you and be like, oh, I, I want to follow that path. I think you have to be charismatic. I think, you know, when you're in sales and whether it's real estate, advertising, whatever it is, sales is the type of thing where people have to be drawn to you. You have to have charisma. You have to have like a certain amount of authenticity where people trust you because you're handling, you know, the biggest thing that the biggest asset that they have. And obviously you have to know what you're doing. What's like a client that you guys have stepped away from that had a shitload of money to spend and they were going to buy a huge house, but you just couldn't deal with them? I had one on the show last season. Oh God, that piece. Oh, he was such a fucking asshole. Um, His name is Scott Gillen. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Gillen, everyone. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you think about him, Tracy. I can't stand that man. Half a billion in real estate. I managed his portfolio for a year. Didn't sell a single thing because the half a billion in real estate was probably worth more like a hundred million. Mm. You know, he was very high on himself and his ability. Sounds leveraged to me. Yeah, he's a delight. He's a real delight. Anyway, he was so condescending, so ego was out of control. And finally, it just, he made my staff cry. He made my business partner cry. He threw chairs across the room. He was really unfortunate. And I finally got to the place where I was like, there isn't a check that you could write. 
for me to stay in this dynamic. So then I took him as a client. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm kidding. How would that have gone over if you had taken him as, as a client? Would you would have fired him? There's no way. It would never. It wouldn't no, the, I don't deal well. Not They would not deal well with me because entitled is the wrong word, but I, I don't kiss people's asses. I don't, like, I don't go to that level to make a sale. Like, and I am a salesperson. It's like, you're supposed to cater to the client. I'm not good at that. Like I, I treat them as if they're equals, not that they're above me, which maybe I shouldn't do, but it's just the game. Yeah. But then you kind of remind me of the girl in high school that was like, I'm too busy for you. Leave me alone. I don't want to date you. And then the guy's more intrigued. <clears throat> Michael. Um, <laughs> But like you remind me of like someone who was is like constantly trying to play hard to get. So the person like tries to like. It's I'm not trying. I I don't know. It's just like or I, you are you are hard to get. Maybe is the right word. I don't think so. I'm I'm I maybe I'm just not as uh, I don't know. Maybe You're aloof. Aloof maybe. No, I'm he's, personable. He's You're personable but aloof. He's just so eccentric <laughs> that there's I think this is like the only word for you because the fact that you're like, sometimes I think he's like 20 years my senior and I remember that he's not like 10 years younger than me and he's just a different, like you have an old soul. He's not a typical guy by any stretch of the word. I mean, most of his friends are past 70. I mean, I'm young. I'm I'm (laughs) young. I, I appreciate that. I love older people, too. I appreciate that. I just have a lot more in common. I have a lot more to talk about. It, well, like he's almost uncomfortable with people that are younger. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. He just doesn't relate. Well, you were very close to your grandma. Yeah, but I mean, that's not why. But maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So may- maybe that's like the I just appeal. relate to, you know, just, I don't know. I just have more things to talk about. I don't know. Yeah. So I want to go back to when you had a kid. How how did you do that with real estate? If you're building this massive empire, like how did you manage that? Because I'm having an issue with it right now. I constantly feel guilty. And it, I don't have was, any answers or tips. Yeah, I wish I had the answers. I don't. It was tough. I wasn't at the time. I was 30 when I had my daughter, my first daughter, and I'd been married for two years and I was selling real estate and doing well but it was still not, I wasn't at the level where I was like, this is going to be really big. And so I actually took most of the first year off. I think I sold like a couple houses, you know, by default and then got back into it again. But where it got even harder is when the school kicked in because that's when like that competitiveness and all the mommies are like, and it now I know better. And so if I had if you're going into that mode soon, that's when you really need to protect yourself because it's so easy to get sucked into like being, you know, PTA oh, mom. No, and I wouldn't do all being any of that. involved, just that. being involved and like being there and showing up to school. And, and, you know, the truth is when you're a working mom and candidly for me, you know, once I got divorced, a single mom, and working. I had no option. And I remember feeling so fucking guilty all the time because I couldn't do any of those things. And so I finally called the head of the school. This is a couple of years. This is probably three or four years ago. And my daughter was in fifth or sixth grade at the time. And I just said to her, I go, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't feel guilty about it. I'm done. 
I'm working too hard and you guys send emails on a <laughs> weekly basis about, you know, joining, participating. Oh, We'd God. love to have you, you know. And I said, and it just makes me feel worse. So take me off the <laughs> fucking list. <laughs> Why don't you just push unsubscribe? <laughs> because they're personal emails from like oh. the teachers and they want you to be involved and particularly when the kids are younger. Now my daughters are in like these little, you know, they're, they're in upper school. So they're like little mini feminists and you're not even allowed to go to the school. And I'm like, you know, praise the Lord. But- you know, when they're in elementary school, there's this this expectation and you suck as a parent, if particularly as a mother, less as a dad, if you're not at every single game showing up and doing like the Halloween tour and like whatever the hell is happening, it's 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 weekly. And I couldn't be a part of any of it. It made me feel like shit for so many years. And then finally the head of school like was like, Come in, you're a mess. And I said, Yeah, I am. <laughs> And I said, you, gotta, like really you guys, you guys got to stop this. Like this, she goes, you need to stop. You need to let it go. Forgive yourself and and do you. Your kids are fine. They're doing great. And let go of the pressure that you feel. And I was like, okay. And she gave me permission to do that. And so it's, it was. <laughs> you know who doesn't give you permission like really to do that though, I feel like? And the- this is just, this is an observation. I have no idea because my daughter's too. It seems like the other mothers are They're the worst. I I I didn't do the mom group thing or anything, and not that there's anything wrong with that. If you if you want to do that, great. But it seems like it's so competitive, and it seems like they're almost there for each other, mm-hmm. not even mm. for the kids. It's like the bar mitzvah when you have like bar mitzvahs for your children, and it's really a party for the parents, right? To show off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that dynamic to me seems like even when more you start rough. doing like the application process for preschools and. And you start going through that whole thing. And in L.A., it was awful. But, you know, it's like, what do you mean? What am I like? (laughs) They haven't achieved anything yet. What do you want me to talk about? (laughs) She walks, she talks, and she's cute as shit. Like, let her in, you know? And it becomes this, like, competitive thing of what the parents are going to bring to the table. And the truth is, no one gives a shit. No one looks back and goes, "That that was mother of the year. She was at the preschool every day delivering donuts or whatever. Like donuts. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But the I think the women actually put so much pressure on themselves to to perform at that level. And it's it's it it adds up to nothing. We I might as well think, just embrace that when this when we get to that stage, like we're it's not gonna go well. No, I'm for gonna us. send you. <laughs> it's just not gonna go well. I'm gonna for send us. you. You you'll be fine for me to send. The holidays are approaching, our schedule is getting crazy, and you know if you follow me on stories that I'm using my Beekeepers Naturals. I cannot stop talking about their products because that little shot of royal jelly that they have, it it gets me through every single morning. So what I do is I have my cup of coffee or my matcha, and then like two hours later, I'll have my little shot. Okay, in this shot, it's full of royal jelly, like I said, and it just helps you focus and concentrate. I have them in my bag, my office. We have them in Michael's car. They're everywhere. Beekeepers Natural is like really reinventing your medicine cabinet. They have these clean, effective products that actually work, and they do third-party testing for all pesticides. They're really dedicated to sustainable beekeeping, and they help save the bees. This is a female-founded company, and we were lucky enough to interview the founder, Carly, on our podcast. She really broke it down for us of why her products are so amazing for clarity and focus. They're all caffeine-free. The one that I like, you have to check out. It's called the Be Smart Brain Fuel. They're these tiny little shots. Like I said, they're absolutely amazing. I think they taste so good. They're gluten-free, soy-free, always free of artificial colors, 
preservatives, fillers, alcohols, GMOs, and refined sugars. I think this brand is so legit. They are so committed to your health. They have all different kinds of things. You can also check out their propolis throat spray, which is amazing if you have a sore throat. They have these little lozenges too. Such an amazing brand. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. You are going to go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash skinny and enter code skinny to get 25% off your order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash skinny. Or you can just enter code skinny at checkout. Be sure to stock their Be Smart shots and start feeling better every day today. I'm going to roll up, be part of the PTA. Yeah, bleach your butthole, let them all put their finger in it. I don't care. Just don't let it be me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't have any of this stuff. I was lucky if my parents would you pick know me up what? on the principal's I think, office. I think the most <laughs> powerful thing you can do too, especially for a daughter, is show you, like what you've shown your daughters by example is incredible. Like they couldn't have a better role model. I don't, you know, what's so funny is I look at my girls every day and I'm like, how did they turn out so good? Like I was sort of like the wild child. Like when I was in high school, I smoked pot. I, you know, I tried, you name it. I did it. I like, I made it through and I always got decent grades and I never really fully fell off the wagon, went to a good college, yada, yada. But I definitely had my fair share of experimentation and life. And I have these two great girls that are really independent. Like they are in control of their education. I don't helicopter parent them. And and I've always sort of gone left of center, you know, which I was judged for by moms like the whole time I was raising them and I'm still raising them. But I think the like the best thing is like the proof is in the pudding. I have these two like incredibly independent young females who are awesome. And I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that I have, I've let them make mistakes. I don't hover over them. And they have watched me live my completely authentic and truth. So I think because of that, they're, they're independent, strong little women. Yeah. I think the kids, they don't like, they that really go like through me. school in this like kind of cookie cutter, picture perfect, best grades, never step out of line, never get in trouble. Like they're the ones that actually have trouble later in life because they realize the world's not this structured, simple, formulaic place. Right? You get in the real world and it's tough and there's challenges and there's things that happen that you can't expect. And so right. if you're not used to dealing with a little bit of chaos as a kid and then you come into that world, that you don't know how to handle it. Totally. Too bad you and I weren't raising kids at the same time because we would have made each other feel less guilty by just doing whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, why don't the girls like you? Well, first of all, I just learned yesterday that their names weren't Charlotte and Denise. What? He's so full of shit. <laughs> but he he lives to... I, I, what are their names I'm not again? sure that you're meant for children. Like, I'm not sure we'll, either. We'll see. Like... Bobby is meant to parent, so you might have to give in on this Bobby's one. Bobby's for sure meant for, for yeah, parenting. He's going to be a great, great parent. You don't want um, kids, Josh? No, it's not that I don't want kids. I just really don't want that right now. I think I'm too young to have a kid. How old are you? 36. No, you're a good age now. How old are you? Oh, Michael's going to get judgy on you. What, how do you know what a good age is? No, I think it's a good age. Well, I think also, he's like, going to get more stuck in his ways the longer he goes. My think, idea is like, you don't want to be the guy that's like huffing and puffing to keep up, right? You don't want to be like, I don't, most of my friends don't have kids yet. You're projecting your narrative onto Josh. 
No, no. I just yeah. Think, I, think, I think you guys would be good parents. I think you'd be surprised. And I think it would add a little bit of like a… You secretly want someone that you can bring to Hotel Ducap and put in that's the little I, tube and take Instagram no, photos. That's really what I absolutely what I do not want is I would like <laughs> to go to Hotel Ducap and not have to deal with that shit. So You'll we, um, the last time we were there, we brought our child and it was a mess because we didn't have any help. We thought, we, we thought, we, thought oh, we could just We go. can go to France. I can just be like hands-on mom. It'll be fine. We don't need a nanny. Holy fucking so, shit. It was, she was running around the hotel well, naked. Josh, I just, she's you'll so appreciate this. Cute, so, but, oh my God, it was not. We were, um, we would separate sometimes. Like, I'd go to the gym or she would go to the gym. Like, you know, we'd have to wait because one of us have to stay with the kid. And I was, we were just beat down coming back. And you'd, it's like the most relaxing place in the world. And we were just beat. And I was walking back and I just heard this kid screaming bloody murder. And I got on my high horse. I'm like, God, I'm like, somebody's got to get their fucking kid under control. I'm like, this is, this is a nice place. I turn the corner and I see my daughter butt naked, screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Lauren's laying on the bed like this. Like, yeah. and I was like, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I said, oh shit, it's I my kid. I give up. I give up. And you want me to have a child? No, <laughs> no. The point of the story is, is that if for you to go to your hotel du cap, you right. need to have a nanny. But you'll have your like staff, I feel like. At the Hotel du Caf, I'm just going to bring the staff with me to the Hotel du Caf. Yeah, put him okay. in another room. It's only <laughs> right. Okay. I feel like you would be a good parent, but it requires a little selflessness, which might be tough. Yeah. Why don't your girls like him? Because he picks on them. You know, he knows their names. Denise such, and Charlotte. Such horseshit. He ignores them. Like he walks. I think it's a tactic. He, of course, 1,000%. Yeah. Like, it's his MO. It's his What's the tactic? Spiel. What am I gaining? The tactic is, is that you act aloof and ignore, and then people lean in. I, Juliet I, leans in and says things like, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but he kind of likes it. He does. He is inspired by, like, a response, whether it's negative or positive. If he's getting a reaction, it works. Like, he walks into the house. He will walk by my two kids, <laughs> go to the refrigerator, open it up, and be like, Miriam, like, I need a sandwich. <laughs> Miriam makes great tuna, by the way. I'm the one who Who's the one who makes the, Ar Ar the Armenian tuna? Well, there's the Armenian tuna. The one tuna with the oil and the olives? With, yeah. That's I like the that Mediterranean one. tuna. I got mad at Miriam Not the other like day. The she didn't make the one with the tuna. mayonnaise. I now, got... is Miriam like a house She's manager? my housekeeper. A housekeeper. Yeah. Yes. So does that entail watching the girls too? No, I have a nanny okay. that deals with the girls. I, I swear to God, it's so interesting to me, both of your staffs, like how you structure it. I have. If I didn't have like a full-time housekeeper and nanny, I wouldn't survive. So you is the housekeeper there every day? Every single day. Seven days a week? No, no, sorry. During the week. During the week. And is the nanny there when five days a week? Yes. And then is there anyone else on staff? Assistant? I just hired a personal assistant for the first time. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you to do. I feel like you're so busy. Yeah. you. What, who books your calendar and everything? I'm very in control of my calendar. Oh, I'm so opposite. Like I have my calendar color-coded down to like, like I said, like I schedule a call. So do I, but I, if it, the call is never, like if someone schedules my call for me and it says 30 minutes, I get pissed off and then I shorten it to 15. Always. Because why does the call need to be 30 minutes? It's taking up an extra 15 minutes of my free time. I do the same, I do the exact same thing. I, I got it down to 10 minutes now. Yeah. Sometimes. And I th you know, this it's funny. I tell people like, Is that a flex? Doing this podcast has taught me how much time people, like you can cover so much ground in 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. 
Like a, a call does not never needs to be thirty. But why minutes. do you have to schedule the amount of time for the? I just like here's a call. I put it in the. Because that's what I, because, call because is. my oh. day of calls is Wednesday. No, Josh, this and is I why. Only do calls this is why you're Wednesday, getting stuck so for forty five minutes. Be, I have to have hard stops. But I, I would. I would hard... just say to like I can control the conversation. I don't say it ahead of time to the person I'm gonna have a call with. We're gonna be talking for forty five minutes. We talk and then I get off. Well, get, but, get off but, the but that's why oh you're God. an ineffective communicator. But how do people not go? People go on and on and on. I get. But what do you allocate a time ahead of time to them and say you have this? amount of time to talk. I got it. No, I just, I I get to the fucking point. Yeah. I just get to the, and like, and once sometimes they, maybe that's why I, I a lot of times I I will part not amicably with clients because I don't appease them. Like if she's shut the fuck up about talking about the pipe in your house for 45 minutes and I'll just, or what was the other day? This woman is like, oh, we're talking about her house, which it looks like dog shit. And we're talking about how why it hasn't sold yet. And I keep saying we need to reduce the price. And I give them, oh no, we can't reduce the price, but how do we get more people here? What do we do? Can we advertise more? Should we Should we have another open house? There's been 16 already. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Your house is overpriced. And then I'm thinking to my assistant looks at me and she's like, you wonder why people fire you? Like, it's like, I don't have the patience. I almost fired you. So you, so the house that you're in on the show, Josh sold you. I'm in a rental right now. The house that I am now gutting and almost done with is the house that he sold me. And then tell us about what happened that I saw on Instagram where he gave you the keys. keys. Yeah, tell us that. That was a really sweet moment. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like the most favorite moment of the season. Yeah, that was really, really cute. Tell us about that. So we genuinely, I was pushing myself probably beyond my budget. I really wanted to spend like seven and a half million max if I was going to do any work to a house. You know, I had just sold my house two years ago. I put aside some money and that was like my budget. And I pushed for this house because I wanted to remain in the flats for my girls. And I was like, okay, I'd rather take something a little smaller and on a littler lot than, and be in this neighborhood then whatever. He showed me the house and I just, I mean, we really negotiated for a long time. Obviously the show, you know, tightened it up a little bit. And we got to a point where we were still a couple hundred thousand dollars apart and I I couldn't do any more and he couldn't push his clients to, to take any less. So I thought it was a dead deal. And, you know, then he came to me and obviously you guys saw that on the show and I really had moved on. Like I thought it was over and then he surprised me and had given up his commission to make it happen. It was very cute. That's was, pretty sweet. It was very yeah. sweet. Now, granted, he makes plenty of money. So, you know, lucky for him. It didn't really dent his style. Or- you could have just stopped like a sentence ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it was it was the cutest thing. It was the nicest thing anyone's done for me. So you surprised her on the show with the keys and told her I gave up my commission. Yeah. That's cute. See, I thought so. See, I think you have a very warm heart. Yeah, he you're does. a softy, Josh. Yeah. I do. He's, I, a, I, he's like an angel. I, I, feel, I think people think I'm very uh, uh, like unrelatable or you can't, you know, whatever, but that's, that's not true. Actually, I don't think, I think I'm more even warm and funny and I, like joke around with people. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But you're just, you know, you're guarded and until you like really let someone in. But when he lets you in, he's like, you know, the most gentle, sweet. Is that like kind. Lisa Vanderpump guarded? Like, is that like an English? No, not like that. I just don't think that you like necessarily. Right. You know, you're, you're very like. 
There's a veneer first. Right. Yeah. Just, just so your house manager knows, I like a skinny margarita with a half rim <laughs> of salt and some jalapenos in it. And I'd love a sparkling water. Any allergies? No allergies. Okay. That's my drink too. <laughs> If you're a regular listener of this show, you may have just heard us with Amanda Getz, the founder of House of Wise on this show where we deep dive into her brand, House of Wise. It is by far our favorite CBD brand. They have products for sleep, sex, and strength, really products that can carry you throughout the day. Lauren and I are huge fans of CBD. There are so many different benefits, but there's so many other companies out there and it's like, which one do you actually want to engage with? Having Amanda on, learning more about her brand and learning more about her product, we thought to ourselves, this is definitely the one. Not only did we invest in it, partnered in it, and also had the founder on. Um, and we just love her products. They have products for sleep. So you can get a better, more restful night's sleep. Take it right before bed. They have products for sex. You want to kind of get it going in the bedroom. This is one you would take. And then they also have one for strength. If you're going to the gym and you want a better workout, if you listen to what Amanda said on the show, the CBD actually has a binding agent that helps you perform better in the gym. So we love these products and there's something for everybody. If you're going to start with one, I would start with the sex. Like it just enhances the whole experience. You mix a little coconut lube in there. You got your sex gummy. It's absolutely amazing. It, it just kind of makes everything feel a little tingly, nice. Michael likes it. I like it. And the gummy tastes so good. And if you're new to CBD and you're like, hey, maybe I'm not having sex right now and you want to just get a better night's sleep, that's the one that I would suggest starting with. Everybody you know, knows that sleep is the cornerstone of better performance, less anxiety, more happiness, basically improvement in every area. So try the sleep CBD from House of Wise. You'll definitely get a much better night's sleep. I use it all the time, especially if I've had a night before where the babies kept us up. Just pop one of those in and boom, restful night of sleep. And for those of you that are interested in learning more about House of Wise, definitely check out our episode with Amanda Getz. As our partner, House of Wise wants to give you all 20% off your purchase. Simply go to houseofwise.co.com and use the promo code SKINNY to redeem your discount. That's 20% off your first sleep, sex, stress, and strength product when you go to houseofwise.co and use the promo code SKINNY. Who else is guarded that we know? Bobby's not, I feel like. No. no. I'm trying to relate. Who's Bobby a entertaining person? on Instagram is I I love it. Wait, I, who's a guarded person on TV so I can relate and I can figure out a yeah. guarded person on TV so who, that I would know? Like who's a uh, which housewife is guarded? Not a lot. I would say probably Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump. Interesting. But like but I, I, the same I, way. I like love her energy. Like it's a good. By the way, as a person, she's the sweetest. Yeah, no, I get along with Lisa. Yeah. I mean, we had a fight once, but... She was mad at you? You have to give us the juice. Why was she, she was mad? mad we talked... Uh, she brought it up to me. I did her podcast with her and I was at her house and she was talking shit about you because she said that you were mean to her, but that you apologized and sent flowers and so she forgave you. Why were you mean? I can't... Like, I don't see the side of it you. It wasn't mean. I was... I, <laughs> I had one too many cocktails and I think I said to her... I... Th I said, why are you such a cunt? Oh, God. <laughs> I can't imagine why that didn't land. Oh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I thought it was funny. Are you at the Beverly Hills Hotel when you say this? Probably. No, that's even worse. It was in her own restaurant. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so do you walk up to her and you just ask her that sentence or was it like... It was like I was trying to be playful and I, I guess that word never comes out playful. I yeah. was just like, because she's very aloof, like very like, I guess what I am, like very like, eh, you know, and so I was like, come on, why are you such a cunt? <laughs> it didn't how, land well. <laughs> how were the flowers? Were they really pretty? 
I don't remember. They had to be pretty nice. For I don't her, remember, I feel like. but I wish I still had the message on the machine. It was so. This is Lisa Vanderpump. I did receive your flowers, and I do want to let you know that I do accept your apology. Wait, I do accept your apology. You were wrong. Uh, goodbye. Something like to that effect. <laughs> Have you seen her since? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with her. I love it. Uh, that's such a that's such a Hollywood story, right? Anyway, speaking of Hollywood stories, I have to ask you and Sonia, <laughs> how do you guys not have your own show? Like, what is happening? She, your Same. dynamic with the Ivy mug that's as big as your head in your bed. What? Like, yeah, there was like a story. She's drinking out of her like her Ivy bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember what that, well, what it is, but I mean, she's always, I mean, whenever she comes over, she's just like, that woman is, you just gotta she's have. She's exhausted. She's exhausted. Is it her real personality? She came over a thousand percent. <laughs> he texted me and he goes, I'm coming over with Sonia. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. Had to you like, met her before? No. To see this woman in like person and deal with it. We had just left a, a child's, what do you call it? Like when you go to a bouncy like a birthday thing party. when there's like balls birthday. everywhere or whatever. Oh, like a bouncy house. But we didn't know the people. We saw they were having, a, we were walking on our stream. We didn't know the people. We saw it was like balloons, like a kid's party. And we no, decided. No, you knew them, no? No, we didn't know the people. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you that part. Oh yeah. So they were on our street and we just kind of like, and the people that kind of knew us from the show were like, can we come in? And a bunch of moms. And then we just went into the bouncy thing and we were playing for an hour. You were definitely, she was buzzed. Wait, how did you how did you and Sony get connected in the first place? We met at a glory hall. What's a glory hall? <laughs> Isn't that a bar with the uh, so, wait, you never heard of a glory hole? Well, all I can think of the seventies. It's like where a dude would stick his dick through a hole, and then there would be another oh, yeah, dude yeah, on yeah. the they other. They have one of those in West Hollywood. Don't even lie; those aren't just from the seventies. I know all the juice. There's a glory hole in West Hollywood where you go, and there's guys behind. Well, where yeah, is this? Um, I'll get you the address. No, it's okay. Thank you. Wait. Do they like, and you blow the dick, or you you blow the dick, you stick it the, in your ass or whatever? Can you? But it's for it's mainly for guys. Like it's it's. I think it's a, a gay it's definitely board. not for women. I mean, I don't really frequent them that often. I was just thought. I thought Next it was time a good, I see you, all we'll run into each other at, at the, the glory, glory hole for sure. Instead of the Beverly Hills, yeah, Hotel. absolutely. So you and Sonia met at a glory hole. Absolutely. No, where did you really meet? We met. I don't remember where we met. It was so long ago. She's. I mean, she's. I don't know why we get along so well. She's a fucking wacko. Why is she exhausting? Oh my god. <laughs> she's this, this. There's just. It's the Sonia show. You know when you're in a room with like an actress that just like sucks the air out of the room. That's kind of Sonia, but in a funny way, not in like a negative way. She's high energy. She's high energy. She's like like she came over to my house. She was clearly buzzed. I got out a cheese plate. She devoured the entire, like it was like everywhere. And she was just like, I, I just, we just sat there she's like sort of in awe. Like it's, <laughs> she, she really does like demand she's high that. But do you think she was like that before the show? And For sure. Now she feels, yes. Absolutely. I feel like it's just off. 100% authentically that human. My favorite Sonyaism is when she was on the show and she said that her pussy was fat. Fat. Yeah, and she said, I've I seen have her pussy. a fat, chubby pussy. That's, she says it on the show. I've seen her pussy really a million funny. times. Is her pussy fat? I don't know how to relate it. Like, what is a fat <laughs> pussy versus a thin pussy? I don't know. I feel like you know a fat pussy when you see one. Like, it's just fat. <laughs> I don't think it was fat. I don't know. It was a... Maybe wrong guy to ask. He's not like it's a, a normal pussy. pussy. I don't know. I'm not a connoisseur of pussy, but it, it seemed like a normal pussy. 
<laughs> it was a nice pussy, I think. I'm dead right now. I think it was That's a nice weird. pussy. I feel like she probably does not have a fat pussy. It was a nice pussy. I bet you she has a great pussy. It was, a, it was a nice pussy. I've seen it quite a few times. It was a nice pussy. So when she stays over, does she leave? No. That's why I've seen her pussy so many times. She just moves in. Well, I've seen your penis. <laughs> a billion times. How is it? He's just, it's, well, I've never seen it hard. I've only seen it flaccid. Oh, you don't even get it hard for her? No. She has to look at a like, limp wiener. I just, well, I just like flop around her face. Always, always snake. To the point where I don't even look at it anymore. Michael at least gives me a little bit of chub. Like a chub. chub up a bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just yeah. walk into her house and drop my pants. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah, I'm so sorry. as ever. It's really unfortunate. You have to look at that thing. That- I'm just, it's to the point, like it was, he was naked all morning. He was naked last night. Like I have video of him standing behind me naked while I'm trying to get ready. How about when I wrestled you naked yesterday? <sighs> like I literally grabbed her head between my legs, like my balls in her face. Oh my God, Tracy. In bed yesterday. I don't know why I tolerate Speaking of it. balls, you it's are assault. dating a very good-looking hot man. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Tell us about how that started. Do him and Josh get along? What's yeah, the dynamic? Yeah. What is the dynamic? Well, I just don't get along with her I, kids. Yeah. He, anyone under the age of 30 <laughs> is, is too too young for him. Too young. Well, he's um, under 30. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I think it's almost been two years now. I can't believe it, but like we're approaching like almost a two-year mark of, of seeing each other, which is wild. I'm intrigued by this. How do you guys do so well in your careers? And you're a mother and, you, you know, you guys have got a lot going on and film a reality show. How much work is that? Like, how do you fit this into your schedule? The thing about it's our show is exhausting. we film, we, it is exhausting, but we film like 10 to 12 months out of the year where a lot of reality shows are shot in like a three-month period. Right. And then it's over. Got it. We have, we're following real sales, real stories. And so that part of it takes a long time. So it's less hours per week. I'd say we probably on average shoot like twice a week for six hours. Yeah. Sometimes more than the interviews take a long time. Sometimes less. But we can also sit and be interviewed for, you know, like when we're sitting there in the chair and talking on the show, like, you know, we're giving our dialogue that could be four hours easily. And then they cut that down to what, five minutes or so? No, they use it throughout the story. Oh, it's okay, not okay, like okay. for one up. Ep- I mean, well, I mean, sure. I mean, we probably film 60 hours and it's cut down to like, or much more than that. I Is mean, it hard to watch yourself on TV? Are you like, fuck, no. I shouldn't have worn that. Or that makeup, I don't like I that feel, I feel like it's harder for women because like you, you have off makeup for hair days and you maybe you thought it looked good at the time and then you have to see it, like particularly with the interview stuff because they make you wear the same thing over and over. So like once you're like nailed into a look, I begged them. I was like, can we please, because the guys wear one interview look for the whole season. I was like, can we please, like yeah. I need to change. Like, yeah, you I can't wear this season. fucking shirt for one more, like it's a year of a shirt. That stupid oh, shirt. I can't, oh, I, I, no, I sold, I sell, I sold the shirt to a fan. Like, I, I, I was really? like, no, I guess sent it to him and didn't sell it. But like, I give away that. You so totally I, I never want, <laughs> sure I never want anything to do with those clothes ever again. Because they're just so, it's like Josh wearing the same thing five days in a row. It's like, gone from <laughs> two to five gone. now. No, but like uh, that that would drive me nuts to have to wear the same thing in your hair and makeup has to look the same. So what if you don't like something? No. And then when you see it, you're like, oh my God, like I had a blue. They wanted me in bright colors. They don't like when I wear 
white. They don't like when I wear it. They wanted like, I, I remember the first season, they were like, we'd like to see you in like an emerald sort of green. And I'm like, I don't wear green. Oh, like, my you sure have a, you shit. You have an emerald I green had- Birkin, don't you? So yeah. let, me, let me ask you both this. At this point, what's the motivation for continuing to do it? Because if it seems like without it, you would still be able to do everything. Like, there, you must enjoy doing it at some level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, yeah, no, we do. And I mean, it, it's, and it's a, obviously great for business. Has your business completely exploded since the show or was it already exploded before? I had a very good business before the show. Keep in mind, I've been doing this since I was, I've been doing the show since I was 21. Wow. I, f- I always forget that it's been around that long. Yeah. Wow. I'm the, 21. Yes. I started filming when I was 21 We're years season old. season 13. Think about 30 it. Years. No, I'm, no, I'm 36. But think yeah. about it. It takes more than a year sometimes to film it. Like it doesn't come out every Christmas. Yeah, every, that's true. It's, it's, I started in 2000 when I was 21. Is it annoying to be My 22nd birthday was on the show. Time? She's going to go do research on it. <laughs> Is it annoying to be recognized all the time? I don't like it when I'm she's much nicer than I am. I don't like this morning somebody came up to us and I was like, we gotta go. So sweet. Like she's like, oh, you're like, no, let's get better lighting. Teresa, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like you. The yeah, fuck do you me. care like how her picture she turns out? She was so excited. Let's do better lighting. I'm because like, you don't want like shit lighting for anyone what the involved. fuck do I care? I'm never gonna see this girl again. Well, she really, she really cares about her she picture cares. She you. was really excited. And he was. And you dragged me into this shit. And I, liter- I, I literally was like, I'm sorry. He's if really it's like off. on the street, like, really hey, off. can I take a photo? Sure. Like, let's say I've been like lighting, like I'm sitting having dinner. This, oh, the other day I met Mr. Chow's and this woman comes up with literally a TMZ shirt on and her four kids, they were, they came, they were here from Arkansas for their 12th birthday or something like that. And I'm sitting there eating my Mr. Chow noodles. And the girl comes up. She's like, can we take a photo? I'm just about to say, I'm, I'm enjoying my meal right now. And then she pushes like her girls like, come take a photo with Josh. And literally there's like a glass divider between each booth and Mr. Chow's whatever. And it like fell on top. It was like out of a movie, like toppling on me while I'm trying to eat my news. And they're like, okay, let's get better lighting. I'm like, this is unreal. This is like out of a movie, like a really embarrassing movie, but they didn't seem to be bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. Now you just made me crave Mr. Chow's. I've had it like five times this month. I'm so over it now. Well, it has MSG in it, I feel like. And talk about but wait, like, I sitting think on the you toilet. can get it without MSG. Yeah, talk about sitting on the toilet. What are you, uh, who's the, what the bottom, the top after Mr. Chow? Nobody's bottoming <laughs> after Mr. Chow's. I can assure you that. By the way, that is one thing I can assure you. No one has gone to Mr. Chow's and said, let's fuck afterwards. Yeah. I've- let's have butt sex after Mr. Chow's. That's a great idea. So fragile. Right? <gasps> Oh. I will tell you though, if you want to lose weight, the best place to go is India. I went for a month. <laughs> I swear to God, I literally lost 20 pounds. You literally lost 20 pounds. I swear to God. I was there for three weeks, maybe four Why? weeks. Wait, this sounds like a Sonia detox that she does. After having the founder of Just Thrive on our podcast and a microbiologist, we learned that a healthy gut equals your best immune, digestive, and emotional health. I am really about the gut right now. I I think that it's really having a moment. And I think people are confused about probiotics and what makes a good probiotic. And from this interview, what I learned is it doesn't matter the number of strains It doesn't matter if it's refrigerated or not. That's sort of like a fancy, smancy marketing tactic. It actually comes down to one thing, and that is survivability. So you want to pick 
a probiotic that can survive the trip from your mouth to your gut. That is by far the most important thing to look for when you're choosing a probiotic for you, for your family, for your kid, for your pet, which we'll get to. And why I like Just Thrive Probiotic is because it does survive. It's effective for gas, constipation, bloating, all the things. It also gives you all that healthy bacteria. I know, especially if I'm ever on an antibiotic, I really have to up my probiotic. And I know that I like to take at least one to two daily. Obviously, you can go to their site and check everything out. They have all these clinical studies and it's backed. So it's backed by effectiveness. The strains that they use put up this armor-like shell that protects them from harsh environments. That's really important too. There's a safe for kids. It's non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from anything artificial. She even told me that I could break open the capsule and like take some of the powder and put it in Zaza's smoothie. So what I'll do is I'll make her like a spirulina, date, blueberry, banana, raspberry smoothie. And then I'll just sprinkle a little bit of probiotic in there for her. They also have one for your dog. Like I said, if you want to support beautiful skin, better sleep and easier weight control, you should check out Just Thrive. It's all about the gut and feeling your best. Save 15%. Go to justthrivehealth.com slash skinny or use promo code skinny. That's justthrivehealth.com slash skinny. I don't even know why it was. That. Oh, because, it, you know, what? India is a big country. You don't realize it's like you couldn't go to the United States and see everything in like a week. Like to go through India, that's a massive country. It takes a month. So if one were to go to India, where should they start? By the way, India has the best hotels. If you can afford to travel nicely, India is by far the finest hotels I've ever stayed in the world. Really? Oh, without a doubt. The like the Rambagh Palace or Rathanbor or like all the Amans and the Oberoi's. They're like insane. The Leela Palace. Huh. There's one that's like that's floating in the middle of a lake. It was actually an octopusy, that James Bond movie. That's an island. Like that is a hotel in India. You haven't taken me. In either. Udaipur. I could lose some weight. I mean. <laughs> You'd like to lose weight? Go to India. Okay. I mean, th- I mean that's, that's a tip. Yes. I feel like that's kind of though a Sonia Morgan tip that she like goes, she goes to all these different. Sonia will sometimes like disappear and like she won't answer my texts or calls for like a month. That's what they say on the show. She disappears for a month. She does. And, but she goes to like Palm Springs. Just, I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, look, when I'm on, I'm on. I'm always one, two, one, two. Sometimes I need time for myself. When I'm on, I'm on. But people think like I, I dismiss them sometimes, but I don't dismiss them. Like if I'm not entitled to have a little time for myself, but if I'm on, I'm on. You know how me I am when I come to your house. It's all about you. It's attention, attention, attention. But when I'm off, I'm off. I'm like, I mean, I do get that in a way. And there's a little bit of a balance. I'm sure she does colonics for, she says on the show for 30 days every day. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She goes to like, she says this on the show. She goes to like Palm Springs and she does like, oh, I'm sure she gets it done like, 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 you know, trade out or something. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) She's like, all hashtag, hashtag, colonics. She's good at that. She's so good at it. She's really good at it. But you know, it works for the person also because she's got a big fan base. So like all they got to do is mention the place where she's getting her butt what do they do? A little washed out? I know. I want to know. Colonic, and you're going to want to go there. A hundred percent. We got to get the info on it. What a time to be alive. I had a colonic <laughs> one time. And you know, there's like a little window where you can like look yeah. and see everything. I found a gold penny. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm kidding. Shut up. I was kidding. Okay. I've had a colonic once. and Anything interesting? No, I didn't see anything interesting. I, it's just... I've done it. Here's my thing. You can't, you can't like really drink alcohol for three days afterwards after it. They didn't tell me that. 
Oh, you probably wouldn't have like a class. I would have had one. <laughs> no. How about when you leave the clinic and you have to go to the bathroom there, like before you leave the place yeah. and you like just shit Water. it all out. <laughs> it's all, it's like I feel a fucking, like it pulls the good bacteria out of your gut though too. That's my thing. That's why I don't like it. it. It doesn't just pull the bad stuff out. It pulls also like your good, your good gut bacteria. I just have a celery juice. I used to do colonics like in my late 20s. I feel like that was like a thing back in the day. You don't want to have butt sex after a colonic. Really? I See, feel like that's when you would be clean. You have all these tips that you've been holding well, back that's on. when I first got with Bobby. I was like, I'm going to try to bottom or whatever. So I'm so crazy. I'm like, I'm going to go get a colonic first. And then I realized well, that was not a great idea. Are you supposed to do, what's it called? Like a douche. You, that that would probably My make more sense. My friend takes a bathroom, uh, not a bathroom, but takes a um, bath in hydrogen peroxide. What? what? Yeah, he said that works. <laughs> what is the point of that? I don't understand. He says it cleans. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Too. How is that pot? Wait. He says it cleans his butthole from the inside Does out. Does he shit in the bath while he's in there? I, I do no. ask for directions. <laughs> what? That's what he said. He bathes in hydrochloric. I'll, I'll do a swipe Anytime I start to feel like I'm a little off, I hear stories like this. I'm like, all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> so wait, yeah. and he goes from the really bath grounded. and just shits everything out? No, 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 no. It doesn't make you shit everything it out. Just it just like it. bleaches and cleans everything. Huh. Okay. That's what, I, I don't know. That's what I heard. What is someone, <laughs> or what is something that's, that someone wouldn't know about each of you? You're on TV, you're public on social media. What's something like, that? something that you like to do when you're off or something that you don't talk about a lot because you're obviously talking about real estate? I mean, it's not like a secret. I just love interior design and I love art and I love, furniture. So I'm always going to auctions or I'm going to furniture stores or, you know, whatever. Same. Are auctions cool? I've never been to one. Oh, there's so much oh, fun. It's, it's so auction fun. week right now in New York, actually. Wait, so you go and it's just a bunch of people that just want to sell all their stuff right away. It's it's dangerous. Well, not right away. Unless, well, actually, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Macalo collection in New York right now. It's about $400 million of art that's being auctioned. It's either Christie's or Sotheby's, but it's really funny. Not fu It's kind of sick. This guy... Uh, Harry Macklow has been married to this woman for like 60 plus years. He's like 90 and she's like 80 something. And so he left her for this 20 year old woman and he owns the building across the street from her apartment on Park Avenue. And he puts up on the entire building, a huge picture of him and his new wife. So every time she opens the curtains, she has to look at the new Mrs. Macklow and the courts, they hate each other so much. They would not agree. Finally, the judge goes, fuck it. You're liquidating everything. And so all the shit, it's like $400 million of dollars of art has gone to auction this week. My guess is he's going to probably bid and buy it back himself. That's, that's my, the, my gut. Wow. But anyway, that's so that they literally could not agree on anything. The courts made them liquidate everything. Wow. Yeah. Why are you not flying to New York? I feel like you need to go there. I wanted to go actually this weekend. I was going to go candy selling and we're going to go to New York. And then we decided we're going to Vegas on Saturday night. We're going to drive. That'll be fun. Uh-huh. What's Vegas. Candy Spelling like? Tell me about Candy Spelling. Is she fab? She's amazing. She was FaceTiming with him yesterday <laughs> from her silver closet. Oh, she has different color closets. Oh, you don't understand. It's mm -hmm. not a silver closet. Like, like you open it, it's a little client. It is it is the it's actually larger than this room. It is a fully lined room with for her silver. For just the silver. And it is hold on, silver like not her like silver clothes. outfits or no. silver like no, her, no, no. her forks? Oh, we'll talk about the closet in a second. Like like For silver, like forks. silver for, forks, knives, Napkin salt and rings. pepper sellers, platters, this everything. Had, this is what I had to listen to. Like Josh FaceTiming about napkin rings at, with candy 
for a solid 30 minutes. And she was like talking about how this one, this was like a surprise napkin ring that was like cheaper, but like you don't need to spend, like she's. Well, no, we were talking about. Hilarious. Well, because I'm having a dinner party on Saturday night and she's coming. And then we decided we'll drive to Vegas after the party. So that's like 10 p.m. or whatever. So. Why drive? Because she doesn't want to fly right now. Aaron Spelling never flew a day in his life. That's true. How'd you know that? Because I've read every single Tori Spelling book and Candy's book. So Aaron would not fly ever. And ever. so, and you know, I'm very close with Tori also. I have totally separate relationships. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask I, you about I'm that. Like, Don't worry. I'm waiting for it. So yes. we have, so any Aaron wouldn't fly. So they actually one time took a coach like not like a like a horse and carriage on the, <laughs> the Western, like by train and went by train, their own private coach yeah. across. True. But ve- basically they would go to Vegas and stay like when they were, when, when Aaron was filming in Las Vegas, they'd take out the top floor of the Sahara or whatever the hotel was at the at the time or whatever. But so anyway, so she's like a big gambler. And so she's got the hookup at all the hotels. And so she, so I said, look, let's get, she has a chauffeur. Let's, let's take the driver or I'll drive. We'll pick one of the two and we'll go to Vegas and we'll go, to the furniture mart because she and I both love getting deals on things. She loves a good deal. Like we went the other day downtown. We went to get discount candles. Yes. I ended up spending $2,000 on the candles, but it would have been 5,000 retail. So you spent a hundred dollars on a candle, 17 bucks a candle. We huh. went downtown to the wholesale place. How many candles are you buying? I bought 200 candles. Just or no, I bought hundred candles. For dinner parties? No, like, you know, you have like diptyque candles throughout the house, that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. And then after that, we went to Philippe's for French dips. She had a, what do you call it? They had pickled pig's feet there. Yes. See, I, I, I can get on more with, I like this more than like any day of the week, a club or a, yeah. Yeah. this, the, the pickled pig's feet and like finding candles that like, this sounds fun. Yeah. So, but it was, I mean, you should have seen everybody like at Philippe's, it's like people, like there's sawdust on the floor. So the chauffeur opens the door for us. It was like out of a movie. It was like. I'm trying to think of that movie. It was just, it was really, it's like, remember that movie, like Richie Rich, when he arrives at the, at the playground in a limousine, it was like that <laughs> funny because it was like so out of whack. We're like literally downtown at a sandwich shop. She's like, so anyway, so that was, um, but I love that about her, how just a position she is. Oh, she's yeah. She's totally a normal, like she, yeah. like her claws, you, by the way, she has a 4,600 square foot closet. I have never in my life seen anything like this in my life. I didn't believe it. Wait, I can't picture that in my head. Like, how big is that? It is a it's like the it's size two of stories. My house. It's like a it's like a it's like a four or five bedroom home. It is two stories. It is insane. She has a collection just for the dog clothing. She has a collection just for the purse. She has you've never seen anything like this. There's Sometimes a dog we section. We talk like around like the other morning we were up till like three in the morning on the phone. We talk at like one to three in the morning. Nikki Haskell and I too. Like they don't sleep. So she and I love criminal minds. So we watch late at night. We're like, did you watch this episode? Whatever. Sunday night where she's a big horror film person. We're going to watch the scariest movie we can find. We're gonna screen it upstairs. Which is? We don't know yet. We have to find what the scariest movie is. Strangers is really You know what you didn't talk about? What? Her wrapping paper closet. Uh, ironically, the wrapping pla- uh, the wrapping room is impressive, but it's not nearly as impressive as the silver room. That but who is, has a wrapping paper closet? I know a lot of people who have that, which oh, I don't okay. understand that, by the way. It's like, why the fuck would you go to Hermes and then wrap your own present? That doesn't yeah, make that any doesn't sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any that doesn't it's make a lot thing, of sense. People, I, I think it's a thing wrap. of the 80s, like wrapping. I don't know what it is, but the silver closet is super impressive. Okay. Are Tori and Candy on good terms? I think so. They're, I think it's a lot more built up in the press. Like it's, it's not like what people, like people think that like they don't talk to each other. It's not true. They, that is. Do is, they spend holidays together? I, 
they, I, I would say they have a challenging relationship, but it is not, it's far from what people think it is. I love Tori Spelling too, though. She's, Tori Spelling is like. I love Tori. Yeah. I heard you guys on Heather McDonald and I heard you on Heather McDonald and you guys seem like you have a really good. I have a really close relationship with Tori. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's so funny. I mean, like you can just, she's great because you can make fun of her and she can play along with it. Yeah. She's in on the joke. Like if you watch any of the it's interviews refreshing. I've done for on, on her, on my Instagram, like when I've interviewed her, like it's hysterical. Like she's just like, you can, she's like Sonia or actually Tracy too. Easy. Like you can poke fun. You can say whatever yeah. you want and they'll go, they'll roll with it. Yeah. She's, she seems like she doesn't, she, she seems like she's had a crazy childhood. Like no one has had a childhood like Tori Spelling, number one. Yeah. And number two, she just seems like she rolls with the punches and it doesn't take Hollywood too seriously. 100%. Her books are really good too. She's I a great writer. Them. I got it. You would love it. She's a great writer. She's huh. a funny, she, she hits all the points. I have a book coming out soon. Oh, that's something that you can tell our audience that we didn't know about you. Tell tell us. Well, it's just it's coming out in I think six months. We just finished it. Uh, Is it how to clean your butthole before being a bottom? Absolutely. Okay. And first chapter, gives, Mr. Charles. Yeah, first chapter, Mr. Charles. Second chapter, Bangladesh. Yeah, it covers uh, that. And then no, it'll come out next summer. It's it's. Uh, what's it called? Do you have, have a title we yet? We have we have options. It's not we haven't uh, chosen the actual. Is title it a how to? No, it's not like a stupid how, like, this is who you sell real estate. It gives examples. It gives stories that, like, actually, it's good because it's actually entertaining, and it gives stories and examples of things that have happened to me and why you should or shouldn't do this. It's like, this is, like, what you need to do and need to know. It's, it's not a boring book. I can, I can you see that. your second book being an entertaining— This is my third book. Oh, your third book. Excuse me. Your third book. Be, or your fourth book. I right. can see it being an entertaining how-to-dress Emily Post kind of vibe. I would like to do that, but that doesn't sell. Oh God, though I would. Love, I've always I wanted to do a coffee table book on the top hotels of the world, or yeah. tablescapes, or whatnot. But this doesn't. Those aren't. I actually think it'll sell better I than think you think. It would sell. Yeah, so do I'm I. just going by what Harper Collins has told me. Okay, well, maybe you should talk to Simon and Schuster. Or, we should, or a, a, a different one. I feel right. like that, like an Emily Post updated Josh Flag situation would crush it. I would love to read it. I would too. This is your third book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what's your first and your second? I'm going to go first read all your books. called Million Dollar... Please don't read the first. Okay. The first was Million Dollar Agent. Why was, can't I read the first? It was... Tragic. Very obnoxious and tragic. Okay. The second one was about my grandmother. And then the third one was... Is this one coming up? Okay. I can't... I'm going to go read the second one then. Okay. And you wrote a book too. I did. Okay. Tell us about that. Uh, it's called Fear. I brought you a I copy. I can because she left 10 copies in my house. <laughs> I did. Well, uh, it's called Fear is just a four-letter word. And it's a book about, you know, owning the rooms that you walk into and figuring out how to navigate life and business and be authentic and without being scared. You know, someone was doing my makeup probably like two months ago. And we were talking about how when I get my makeup done, I work on my computer or take calls. And she, I said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm working. I don't mean to be rude. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I do Tracy's makeup. <laughs> And I said, oh. No, she's rude. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't say rude actually at all. She, and I said, oh, I'm I'm interviewing her. I can't wait. She said, oh my God, you're going to love her. And then she said, she is the hardest working woman I have ever <laughs> done makeup on. She works and works and works. She's such a hustler, but she's also warm. Oh. Yeah. Very, very nice about you. Well, that's nice. So you know I, who this woman is? I'm guessing it's Haley. She does my makeup a lot. She has dark hair. It wasn't Haley. No, it was, it was somebody else. Um, Audie. Shoddy. 
Oh, she's shoddy. So and uh, uh, hi, shoddy. She hi, gave shoddy. me a very nice compliment. So she's did, so sweet. So did I think Haley and Heckman. She's great. Yes. Both those girls are very talented. I am definitely going to be reading your book. Oh, yeah. You, thank you. I feel like you are such a great role model for women. It was terrifying, but I, it was when I joined the show, it obviously it was like the thing that talked about like the first female on the show and the whole male dominated thing. And I didn't even really think about it in the beginning. And then after the first year, it was always sort of talked about on podcasts and interviews and stuff like that. And I said, I really think I should probably do something and take advantage of that opportunity and and talk about it more, like in a more authentic way. And so that's how the book got started. And I remember when we were talking about titles and I was like, I don't know, I cuss a lot. Like, yeah, I, what was the original title? I liked that title. You were going to, there's something you were going to call it and then. You need to no, be on board with the new title. You need to be like, I love the new no, title. No, no, no. It, I fought for fear is just a four letter word and they oh. didn't want that to be the title because they thought, and then it turned out they, you know, when we did the cover, it made sense. And then, you know, we were going to launch it and yada, yada. And I was terrified, obviously never wrote a book before. And then the pandemic happened. And then I was even more terrified to launch a book in the middle of a pandemic. And then the word fear being on the book and everybody was sort of living, it just ended up doing really well in the first couple of weeks and it became a bestseller and shocking. I can't wait to read both your books. I'm an, I'm going to buy the book on your grandma. I can't wait to read that. I know. I'll I send it to you. No, I want to I want to buy it. I want to read it. That sounds really, really good. Cool. I'm a big, big celebrity memoir biography person. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite one? I just finished The World According to Joan, which Nikki would appreciate. I bought every single Joan Collins book that I could find, even though they were like so expensive on eBay. My neighbor was. Lived right, I'm, lived literally across, like, I'm out my door, like across the street. That really? is amazing. Yeah. The house directly across. That's cool. That's really cool. cool. And owned the one next door that Pacino rents and has lived in for 20 years. She is I lived across fab. the street from Olivia Newton-John. That's cool too. She, her autobiography <laughs> really? is good. Oh, really? You yeah. read it? Yeah, her autobiography is really good. You she know, you know who else is surprisingly really good? Anthony Kiedis of Scar, t- Scar Tissue. His book's really good. If you want a celebrity drug memoir, hmm. I actually believe that would be kind of you a know cool, whose interesting book's read. Phenomenal, it, and, it, and he actually wrote it. Was Arnold Schwarzenegger's? Oh my God, my boyfriend would die it. because so he because he goes through and he um like it's he he wrote it yeah, he wrote his it. story is you know, really interesting well, it's like, the, he, when he ends the like this won't ruin anything because everyone knows what happened but he's like imagine like basically he says like if you were to try to like make this story up about a you know an immigrant that you know went From to the military, that came became a bodybuilding champion in the world that became the biggest actor then became the governor of california married a kennedy but you know Schwar- schwarzenegger made a bunch of money in real estate yeah, before that's he what ever I was became say. an actor that he, I didn't know. He did that. Like, he was smart. He did that so that he would not be forced to take shitty roles. So he had the real estate. What kind of real estate? Commercial. He did yeah, about, a He ton. developed. Where is this? Santa Monica. You need to, I, my, my boyfriend is obsessed with him. It's like his idol. So I hear about Schwarzenegger's story all the That's time. That's wild. And he owns he was, a bunch of shit still in Santa Monica. When he Denver was like 20, he's yeah. got into it. Oh, doesn't like, he have a restaurant? Didn't he called Shotsky's or Shots? Was that his? I don't know. I think he was Santa also Monica? a partner in the Planet Hollywood's. That was that was a real success. Yeah, I think that thing didn't oh, go yeah. too well. But you know whose else autobiography is amazing? I feel like you'll know Jerry Weintraub. Yeah, I didn't read it, but I mean, he's a fascinating guy. That is a I good one. I read that book in a day. It was good. And of course, Nikki. How about Bob Evans? Have you read? Love that one. The Kids Days in the Picture. Yeah, that's by yeah. far the best book of I all time. I always try to pick Nikki's brain on all that. Oh, Nikki's. I mean, they Nikki were super close, book. huh? Yeah, oh, Nikki yeah. needs a book. Where's Nikki's book? 
right now they're doing something, maybe a documentary on her. You know, I mean, Nikki, everybody, Nikki really does need a book. Yeah, she needs a book. I mean, it's, but, but the thing is that, yeah, no, she could get a book. She should. Yeah, she should. Okay, where, what are you guys working on? Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us about your YouTube show, what you're working on now. Give us all the details where they can follow you. Josh Flag one on Instagram, you okay, know. Why one? Because some motherfucker took Josh Flag and he won't give it to me. Can we do the Josh Flag? I've had it for so long. Can oh, can you change uh, yeah, it? Yeah, you once? can change it. And I'll, the one feels like an AIM. Yeah, it's like I, I feel didn't like, even know that. Yeah, what the one was Josh Flag one? This asshole won't fucking let me have it, and he's like some musician in Tennessee. I'm like, and he has three followers. Like, give me my name. What about the Josh Flag? I could change it, I guess, but that's shit. Register right now. Someone's gonna take it. <laughs> um, the uh, wait, what was the other one? Oh, then on tick, my TikTok's kind of blowing up now. It's like I. It's really. I die. It's really good. Like I've, I know, I've never paid attention. You get notifications. You're so excited about it. I, I yeah, I did one yesterday with Cameron Diaz. It was really funny. What is it? She was in my kitchen and she. Um, I walk in and I'm like going to get myself a sandwich. I go, oh, hello, Cameron Diaz. Why are you in my kitchen right now? And she's like, oh, hi. And Olympia and her having a glass. Our housekeeper having a glass of wine together. I'm like, they're like chit chatting, ignoring me. I'm like. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go make myself a sandwich and they're like ignoring me and it's really funny. That's amazing. Yeah. Cameron Diaz just wants to come over and shoot this or is this a planned shoot? He's bought she was so a, much wine that... No, nothing to do with that. She does have a great wine though. No, she, they were filming the segment in my kitchen. Like, it's organic and like no sugar and all the things. It checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I like that wine but too. I let them use my kitchen. Oh yeah, you have a wine too. Yes, I do. <gasps> Mine's no sugar. Oh, I didn't know you have a wine. Yes, we just launched it. It's called Unsweet. It's the first zero calorie wine, no additives. I need that. I mean, you know, which I didn't even pay attention to because I never really gave a shit, but there's no ingredients. There's no nutritional information on bottles of wine in the U.S. But in Europe, there actually is nutritional information. So I was like, these two girls came to me and they were like, we really think that this is something that we should launch in the U.S. And and I said, I don't I don't really care about like what's in wine. I do. Like when I drink. I do. I don't and then sugar. they convinced me otherwise. What, you, I don't want to drink all that sugar and wake up with a hangover with puffy face. Like the story of my life. Yeah, it's Every like, day. I just, I, why do I want all those extra calories if I'm going to be drinking? I love that there's no sugar in it. Yeah. It's really like we we launched a Pinot Grigio and a yeah. red and I'm working on a Chardonnay because I'm a Chardonnay girl. And there's a Cava, which is a Spanish champagne. Yeah. And it's really, really good and affordable. And um, where do you buy it? Well, right now we're we just got our distribution for the whole U.S. And there's something that's coming up. I haven't shared with you yet. I love how you ask questions yet. that you might already know the answer to. I really didn't know. Oh, I was just it's trying to plug your You can shit. get it on unsweetwine.com, but okay. we're about to start distributing it nationwide. Right now, you can only get it in California. And your Instagram handle? At uh, Tracy Tudor. You guys are a barrel of fun. Come <laughs> back anytime. I, I could have asked you so many more questions. I mean, I really didn't even know where to take this. <laughs> we talked about bleaching buttholes. Absolutely. Colonics, candy spellings, wrapping closet. <laughs> Her silver room. Oh my God, the silver room. <laughs> Insane. Divorce. Yeah. Kids. PTA. PTA. Yeah. I mean, geez. 
We went Bangladesh. there. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yeah. How do you categorize this uh, episode? Uh, I'm going to let Michael gonna... do it. Miscellaneous. <laughs> miscellaneous. <laughs> just just no miscellaneous. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how you categorize it. Thank you guys for coming on. Truly come back anytime. Next time, though, I think we should do it in L.A. because the lighting's the best in L.A. Okay. Oh, well, that we, we And lighting's lighting. important to me and Tracy. Lighting is yeah. important. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Thank you both. Thanks. Wait, don't go. We have a giveaway as always. Make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. And then all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And someone from my team will slide into your inbox and send you some skinny confidential goodies, all kinds of fun things. Thank you guys as always for listening and make sure you stalk Meredith on Instagram. She has some amazing content.